This is the Shopify Dropify, hosted by The Cut. Some really huge surprises for me. Number one, there was a whole bunch more inventory. So uh, cost of ads, if you like, across all the digital channels came down quite a bit through uh, March. So it was a lot cheaper to get people to our website. The biggest learning for me is that you reach a point where, unless you're supporting that with brand advertising, your performance reduces past a certain point. I think you have to serve a need. You know, if you've got um, a good story and you're serving a need, whatever niche that is, um, then that's easy to communicate across any marketing message. This is the Shopify Dropify, your e-commerce podcast presented by the e-commerce experts at The Cut. Ben and Scott and their team at The Cut help retailers and online stores to improve their sales performance, deploy new e-commerce marketing and optimise customer engagement and conversion. Get in touch today. They are always happy to help and give you guidance. In this episode, Ben talks to Scott Forrest from audio tech brand New Hero. Scott is a digital marketer, so if you're looking for ways to get more value and greater returns from your online marketing, sit back and listen in. So hello everyone, welcome back to the Shopify Dropify. My name's Ben, I'm a director at The Cut. Um, we specialise in Shopify and e-commerce in general um, and today we are joined by Scott Forrest who is Digital Marketing Director at a really cool technology uh, listening in and audio company called New Hero. Welcome aboard Scott, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here Ben. Really, really cool to have you on board. Um, I know you guys have supported our meetups and you know my business partner who is also called Scott. Can you uh, introduce yourself quickly and give us a quick overview of the New Hero business? Sure. Uh, Look, I joined New Hero almost 12 months ago um, after over 20 years in uh, digital marketing career. I've worked both client side, uh, owned two of my own agencies and worked in a couple of other people's agencies during that time. And uh, I joined New Hero just because it's such company with such a funny It really does have very, very cool looking products, I have to say, and we, we can get out and get into that in a minute. You know, what is the mission at, at New Hero? What's your nation and how do you position yourselves? So the hearing aid market is an oligopoly of five companies that basically control the whole value chain right around the world. And they sell products that are, you know, three thousand, five thousand dollars upwards and okay. target on pretty much people with uh, severe or moderate to severe hearing loss. But the whole market of people with mild to moderate hearing loss is not uh, served at all. And so our business is to serve that um, that need of people with mild to moderate hearing loss uh, that want a really cool Bluetooth earbud that does everything an Apple AirPods Pro does but has a whole bunch more uh, hearing functionality in it as well. So I guess it's more about, you know, enhancing the listening experience and when there is some sort of, I guess, hearing losses, if you said, that's not severe, you're you're in that market. And are you also in the market of, you know, recreational audio experiences for people who are, who are doing podcasts, for example, or <laughs> webcasting or just listening to music, uh, you know, while they're on the run or whatever? Yeah, look, we do. Um, I'd say a good 60 70% of our customers are uh, audiophiles or people that um, want that specialised functionality for a specific use. So we've got a whole bunch of gamers uh, that love um, the IQ Buds. Uh, we've got uh, audiophiles uh, that love the technology technology's sake and then we've got all the people that um that 
we were set up to serve, which is all the people not being served by the current hearing aid market. Sure. I mean, I look at you here and I would never categorise you guys just visually as, as being hearing aids at all. It just doesn't have that look and feel and your devices, I encourage people to, to check out new here because the devices look nothing like what you would consider as a as any sort of traditional hearing aid at all. Well, what's your role there day to day? What are you doing uh, as uh, yourself day to day at New Hero? So we've um, we've got a unique uh, sort of team. Really, we've got we've set up a uh, a creative agency in house. So we've got a designer, a videographer, a social media specialist, and then I basically look after uh, seven Shopify Plus stores around the world. Um, and manage all of the digital marketing for that. It sounds like you would be kept very busy and the, and the in-house agency model sounds like an interesting one. I have to admit, mate, it does not sit well with me to hear you say you're doing that. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, look, we, we, um, we do have agency partners. Uh, I know you do, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, let's kick on. Um, I mean, until very recently, let's say in the last sort of eight weeks, I was asking people on the podcast, you know, what do you think of 2020 and how do you feel being into a new decade and a brand new decade ahead of us? Now that question has a very, very different spin to it for very, very obvious reasons. Can you really quickly like share your experience of COVID-19, how it's affected New Hera maybe in the immediate term and or or in general, what you've seen happening in the e-com landscape as a response to the virus crisis? Sure. Look, we've got a really interesting story. We were in January uh, at CES Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, we launched our third-generation product, the IQ Buds 2 Max, uh, and had everything ready to uh, start shipping that to customers in March. So we started a, um, a pre-sale program uh, where people got a decent discount if they're prepared to put their money up front, uh, and then... Uh, COVID-19 hit. The first impact for us was uh, we've got our manufacturing facility in Malaysia and uh, our components coming out of China uh, didn't get there because of what was happening in Wuhan. So eventually we managed to get the the product shipped there as things started to get a bit better in um, in March in China. Uh, And then the Malaysian government went into a uh, a lockdown completely. So um, our manufacturing just completely stopped. So we've now been in a a pre-sale uh, process for our third generation product uh, pretty much since January. And, um, and we've, wow. we've only really just been able to, you know, to start having an idea of when we're going to start shipping to some of those first customers. So it's a really unique situation for us. What's blowing so, my mind is that we've managed to maintain really good sales momentum uh, for pre-orders. I think that's so. Really, to, to sum it up, your your challenges have been in, in a in a in a pause or an on hold with your manufacturing, and also your supply chain has dramatically affected things. I guess you, we can we can all probably understand that your your product is going to be popular through something like this when people are at home listening to music, playing their video games, conference calling, video calling. Um, I can understand that, that you would continue to have solid sales there. Scott, what amazes you most about, you know, how things are changing um, generally in e-commerce and digital marketing in response to the virus? Oh, it's just been amazing. Um, some really huge surprises for me. Uh, number one, uh, there was a whole bunch more inventory. So uh, cost of uh, ads, if you like, across all the digital channels came down quite a bit through uh, March. So it was a lot cheaper to get people to our website, but then the conversion rates weren't as high. So it was a sort of a, 
you know, positive on one side and, uh, and negative on the other. Uh, another thing that's really amazed me is, um, is how people have changed their consumption of media. Uh, so we do a lot of video content and people have just been eating that up. Uh, combined with that, probably the other thing that's been really interesting is uh, how well emails performed since COVID-19. Yes. You know, it's just going down and down and down for the last 20 years. Uh, but for the first time, I've seen a real uptick, and I'm talking hundreds of percent performance up uptake in uh, in email performance. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the, the video video is always is always popular and always more powerful, or it should be. I guess people have a little bit more time to to sort of click play and sit back and relax potentially. Um, and I, I think on the email side, you know, that's definitely something we've been seeing is. That, that opportunity to communicate with customers and, and have them engage more with you um, and potentially that's down to, you know, they don't have the contact via the, the other typical channels. Well, what do you think is going to sort of flow on after COVID and, and might might result in longer-term um, changes for, for the way you market New Hero or, or in the business in general? Well, you know, our core market is uh, is people, I suppose, that are you know thirty five plus, which is when people first start losing their hearing, yep. and um, and especially the older part of that demographic in the sort of fifties and sixties. I think there's been a real change in that they are now transacting online because they've had to, yes. uh, and and I think that that provides a real opportunity for uh, any e commerce business that is serving uh, Gen X or baby boomers. Yeah, I completely agree and, and that's something, you know, I've been talking to people, you know, from sort of London to New York to San Francisco to the Middle East and that's something they all, they're all they all saying. As you point out, there's a huge group of people who have purchased online for the very first time because of COVID um, and most people are anticipating that a lot of those people who are new to e-commerce and online buying will stay there and continue to, to, to purchase that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we like to start off with one big learner, Scott. So can you share something really valuable here? Like what has been your biggest e-commerce business learning ever if you had to pick one one thing, one lesson learned? Mm, that's a hard one. But I think it has to be, uh, you know, I'm a digital marketer, so um, I love being able to uh, throw money into various channels, whether it be Facebook, Microsoft Ads, Google, uh, programmatic, uh, and then be able to measure my return on advertising spend. Yes. The biggest learning for me is that you reach a point where unless you're supporting that with brand advertising, your performance reduces past a certain point. So when you're scaling a business, and, and it depends on the size of the market, in Australia you can get to that point very quickly uh, okay. where if you, uh, you know, I've had that with a number of clients and I've worked in a number of businesses where I've kept scaling into digital marketing campaigns that work and then start to see the performance drop off. Yeah. Uh, so about five or ten years ago, I think it happened to me in a, in a big way and I started complementing uh, that you know, digital direct marketing, if you like, uh, digital marketing with uh, traditional above-the-line um, direct marketing buyers across television, radio and press. Uh, so I think one of the greatest learnings is that you it's very easy to fall into a trap of um, – of just investing in the uh, channels that you can measure really precisely. But in the sure. long term, uh, not investing in your, in your brand will prevent uh, your ability to scale. 
Yeah, okay. So you're, you're talking more about the channels there as well as the messaging, are you? You're talking about traditional, adding traditional channels into the mix on top of digital channels. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, that's a really interesting one. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I think always we find people in the Shopify community are really, um, you know, happy to learn and listen and they're, and they're hungry for information. Um, let's get into some more insights from you if we can. If if you were giving advice to someone who's in the first year of an e-commerce business or let's just say they're early on in, in, the, in their online store, what's the most per- important thing for them to focus on from your point of view? I think you have to serve a need. You know, if you've got um, a good story and you're serving a need, whatever niche that is, um, then that's easy to communicate across any marketing message. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, the most critical thing. I agree completely, Um, yeah. Following that, um, you need to have a precision focus on metrics, your cost per acquisition CPA, uh, your return on advertising spend, um, and you've got to really uh, systematise the business around some of those metrics. Yep. Yep, and by that, by that you mean you know marketing systems, automations wherever possible, etc., and so forth. Oh, fulfillment systems as well. Um, yeah, review yep. systems. Um, it's everything. Completely, completely. I mean, we could we could talk for half an hour just around that that particular <laughs> idea, couldn't we? Quite we easily. Could. Yeah. I mean, I really like the, your first point, and it's amazing how many people kind of bring it back to a, you know, a brand statement or a focus on niche or communicating as quickly as you can to the customer about how you're going to help them is is really very important, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the other thing that's you know, and, and this is a, le- a recent learning, um, when you get that really right, as we have at New Hera, um, you know, we've got we've got people. I, I think we've reported to the Australian stock market now. Um, sales and uh, in excess of uh, a number of thousand uh, and definitely in excess of a million uh, dollars we've reported in pre-sales. Wow. So we haven't even shipped a product yet and we've got all of that revenue booked. Wow, that's incredible. That's, uh, that's an awesome achievement too. Well done. That's amazing. You know, I think a lot of people are sort of, um, when they first start out in e-commerce, they're scared to um, ask for some pre-sale money. And, um, you know, you absolutely need it uh, to get started. You need to lean on your friends, family, uh, business associates, uh, and anybody else that you can get to believe in your brand story uh, to give you that funding to really take that first step of, of large growth. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point. We, we often include that idea of, um, you know, pre-launch and, and accepting payment before you actually have the product to ship with people. And, and generally they go, oh, really? Can, can we do that? Is that, is that legit? I said, and we say, well, yeah, it is absolutely legitimate. And just, just make sure that you're very clear with your customers as when you're expecting the products to ship and keep them in the loop about the timing and, and their expectations and you're all good to go. Yeah. Um, well, if you had to narrow it down to the single most important part of the e-commerce picture, and I think you and I are very, very much aware that there are a lot of moving parts in any e-commerce business, but which is something that you should always come back to and never, ever ignore? For me, and, and maybe it's because I'm a, a digital marketer at heart, yep. um, it's those core metrics, return on advertising spend, cost per acquisition. You know, unless you get those numbers right, you can't scale the business. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And I think probably, you know, a part of the picture that 
more particularly to small merchants or people who are starting out to build themselves, they're probably not looking at those things in, in detail. But, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, we're here to get your point of view, Scott, so <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we're absolutely wanting for sure. If you're, you know, if you're being asked questions yourself or, or you're talking topics, e-commerce topics with your colleagues, well, what's something really common that you kind of end up coming around to and, and potentially that might be what might be a more of a general thing or, or something that's happened more recently? Yeah, the thing that, the thing that always seems to happen is, uh, and you go back and forth on it, um, is really defining who your customer is. Yeah. You know, because... Um, you go out to market with a product and then you get a response from a market segment you hadn't even thought about, you know. And, um, and you hear is a situation, for example, we've got a couple of segments. Uh, one of them is uh, people with tinnitus uh, and another is uh, people with uh, Meniere's disease. Yeah. And I'm sure that there was no idea of even serving those customers when the products were first imagined. But those uh those audiences and the people that self-identify um, with those hearing issues are some of our greatest supporters. Yeah, it's really, really good advice. And I think, you know, that's something that never ends, is it, considering what your, how your customers are behaving, what they're wanting from you, how they're feeding back, what sort of reviews are you seeing, you know, yeah. even asking them very overtly with surveys, you know, are they happy, what more would they like? And that allows you um, to keep evolving the direction, not only of the way you market and position your business, but also the, the products you're going to develop. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's really interesting. It's... Uh, the conversations are often around, well, should we pivot towards uh, this customer use or this target market? You've got to remember that that target market or audience purchased your product when you had your initial positioning. And yeah, so often pe people go, oh, look, there's all of these people here in this audience market, demographic segment, whatever it is, uh, that's responding to your product offer brand. Uh, and then people pivot towards it sometimes destroying the magic that um, that got that audience engaged in the first place. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point. Um, let's talk about, you know, sort of sales and, and promotions, and I guess this is something that, that a lot of merchants definitely want to learn more about. Have you got a way of, like, wrapping up a good strategy that you use for, for things that we would classify as sales, you know, discounts and promotions across a year? How do you strategize that in your hero? Yeah, it's really interesting because we're a, a basically a pure play, uh, you know, uh, product-led business. So we don't have multiple SKUs, uh, and that's that gets really interesting because we don't have a lot of things to play with yeah. uh, in terms of uh, offers. Um, so we have to be quite strategic around when and 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 how we uh, do discounts. Yes. It's very easy to uh, have a whole segment of your audience uh, sit there and wait for the next twenty percent off offer. Um, so yeah, it's uh, that's if I if I knew the, the correct answer for every business, I'd be telling you, but I, I don't. I think there's a, a different answer for every type of business. Certainly oh, for. Cool. How do you guys make that decision, though, in terms of sort of planning out when you're going to make those make those offers during a year? What are so, you looking at? So we we look at the big gifting periods. Obviously, Father's Day in the US, sure. uh, Mother's Day, uh, Father's Day in Australia, New Zealand, etc. Uh, we look at the big sale periods um, around um, Christmas or leading into Christmas. Yeah, uh, and then on top of that, uh, we look for where 
historically there's been uh, lower sales periods and we look at injecting in a value-added offer into those. So okay. there's some periods during the year where there's, there's really nothing going on that you can hang a sale on, if you like. Yeah. Uh, so we create something for it. For those, what we tend to do is we tend to make them pretty short, sharp, uh, value-add or deep discount offers. A bit of FOMO, get a bit of FOMO happening. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I think the point about, you know, identifying where your dips are traditionally and finding something to inject into that time period to to, to create a, a spike or at least a rise is, is great advice. Are you marketing those opportunities across every channel or are there more specific channels you focus on when you're running a promotion? Like do, do, do they go more towards your existing customer database, for example, than new acquisitions or how do you work that side of it? Um, interesting. We um, most of our clients are, are new acquisitions, so obviously okay. we hope that clients will upgrade as we come out with each third generation. And we've got a cohort of clients that have uh, that have bought our first two generation uh, IQ buds and are now on the uh, pre order waiting list for their IQ buds to Max product. Uh, everybody else is new acquisition. Uh, okay. Interesting. I guess, as you say, being very product-led with, with not very many product variations, that, that puts you in that position, doesn't it? Do you, I mean, I'll, I'll just sort of, I guess, go off on a slight tangent here, but does that lead you in your product strategy to look um, at developing other products that might be, you know, a smaller, simpler, cheaper type of product that can, that can add in or tie into the listening experience for new hero customers? Yeah, and that's exactly what we've done. So okay. we have a um, an IQ Stream TV, which is a, a Bluetooth TV streamer, um, and uh, we're just bringing on, on another third-party product at the moment, um, which is a Bluetooth uh, transmitter so that you can plug it into uh, an airplane seat or you can plug it into your stereo or you can plug it into your car or anything else that's got a, a 3.5 mil jack and yep. listen to your IQ buds through that. So, yeah, definitely we've brought on, a, a, we've had one product, which is a, a television streamer, uh, and we're bringing on another one uh, to give us a, a little bit more uh, to work with around sales and offers. Yeah, okay, awesome. I mean, it's really interesting to see how different businesses with a small set of core SKUs, what they look to add into that mix that, that can allow them to sort of bring people back to make an accessories purchase or something similar to that. I mean, this, this is always something we talk a lot about and you've touched on, you know, the importance of understanding customers. But, but if I just ask you straight out to talk about the idea of people and products and how they connect in e-commerce, what, what would you be talking about? People and products and how they connect in e-commerce. Not sure I understand what you're getting at. So what's what you know? It's about the customer, I guess, and understanding who they are and, and what you're launching for them. Or from the other point of view, this is our product. How are we going to find the people that are going to love it the most? Oh, totally. So, so we've we've got um, eight core avatars that we've distilled, I suppose, into sort of. Uh, the way that we communicate and speak to those people. So you're talking um, about customer avatars. So you've you've yeah. created you've created personality profiles of eight different customer types for New Hero. Is that what you mean? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. How do you develop them out, and how much detail do you include on on each of them? Like, are we talking like a page of information or a couple of paragraphs, a simple description? How do you build those profiles out? Um, you come up with a, an initial sort of idea of what they might be. Um, and then we do customer spotlight videos, uh, and we also have a very rich 
uh, review platform with Okendo, and that yeah. allows us to build a lot more uh, color into those profiles. So, yeah, awesome. so you're using that platform. You're using who the people are who are dropping your reviews to build out your understanding of each customer type. Yeah, totally. And then it's just you know, test, fail, tweak, succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, reviews and, and content-rich reviews are such a powerful avenue. We know the guys at Okendo really well. They're great, great people, and very, very clever um, app that they've got on their hands there. Um, big shout out to Scott and Matt and uh, the, the guys there at Okendo. They're uh, they're a great team. We we really uh, get on well with them. We met them at Unite uh, last year, actually in Toronto. They, they're uh, they're really lovely people and clever. Yeah, and they're uh, they're Australian company and uh, based are. in Sydney and and awesome yep. support. So yeah, and I believe a Miami office. So they might have one of their or a few of their team. I think one uh, one of the boys was was over there running the Miami office. So he might be trapped there at the moment. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think they did that just before the COVID lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, they did, which was which was a bit later than what they were planning, but I think probably they uh, they arrived there and uh, pretty soon before it all started to kick off. Um, mate, it's been a very very interesting conversation, Scott. Thank you for joining us. Before we we wrap it up, um, obviously wishing you guys all the very very best for twenty twenty. It sounds like you've gotten through the COVID thing um, reasonably pain free to this point, and I, and I, we hope that the products start to flow through very soon. Do you have any final you know thoughts or insights or I guess news from New Hera um, to share before we wrap up? Um, oh look. The greatest undiagnosed health issue uh, on the planet um, is not a COVID-19 bug. It's actually hearing loss. So um, it's an epidemic. And um, what I'd like to finish with is encourage everybody to go to our site, newhera.com, and and just do a simple online hearing test. Yeah, that's a great idea. So you have a test people can take on your website. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, we have a whole hearing health from home uh, sort of uh, funnel, if you like. And the first step for that, uh, for a lot of our customers, is uh, is an online hearing test, then uh, some education, uh, then we have a hearing test built into our product as well. So, yeah, I think uh, given that it is the biggest undiagnosed uh, pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I'd like to encourage everybody to go to our uh, website uh, that's listened to this and do a hearing yeah, that's a great idea. Thank, thanks for the invitation. I, and I'll, I'll say as well, I, I meant to pick up on it early when you mentioned um, men, Meniere's disease. Is that right? Meniere's yeah, disease? I've only read it. I've never heard anybody actually say it, so I don't know how to pronounce it I correctly. I think it's Meniere's and my grandmother had that. Yeah, my oh, grandmother really? Yeah, my grandmother had it, so I picked up, pricked up my ears on that. And my, my old man, my father's got sort of, um, I mean, he has had it f- since he was a much younger man as well, but some sort of kind of industrial hearing loss where he can't, he can't hear well when there's a lot of background noise. So if he's having a one-on-one conversation and he's in a restaurant and a bar or a bar where there's a lot of background noise, he can't hear or focus on the person that's in front of him talking to him. Um, I, I'm sure that's another sort of condition that your devices would help out with a lot. That's you're describing one of our client avatars, so one of our customer yep. avatars. Uh, there you go. A, so my, a, dad, my father's one of your avatars, and neither of us <laughs> ever knew that. There you go. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Scott. It's been really, really cool having you on the podcast. Thanks for coming along to the Shopify Dropify. Um, yeah, like I said, all the very, very best to you and the team at New Hera um, for the rest of 2020, the return to normal uh, and onwards and uh, upwards from there. Yeah, same to you, uh, Ben, and to the guys at The Cut. 
Uh, they do a great job based in Perth if you're around here. So uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next uh, meetup. Yeah, we're looking forward to kicking off in-person events uh, sometime, maybe, fingers crossed, in the second half of the year. And, um, yeah, much appreciated, mate. Take care and thank you again. Thanks, bye. Thanks for listening. If you need help getting your e-commerce marketing working harder or improving sales conversions on your website, call Ben and Scott at The Cut. They are always ready to share their e-com expertise. Please share our podcast and keep listening. We're dropping new episodes regularly. Plus, you're invited to guest right here on this podcast. So contact The Cut or visit thecut.net.au to make it happen. Shopify till you dropify. Thanks for listening. Access e-commerce expertise from The Cut anytime. Visit thecut.net.au and connect on Facebook and LinkedIn.